Welcome to this edition of Urantia Radio. We appreciate you stopping by, and of course, this is where we share and learn from the Urantia book. And on today's exciting episode, we ask ourselves, what are angels, and how exactly do they help us? Most people today believe in guardian angels. Ever have one suddenly step in and save the day? Ever see a flashing light or feel the brush of an unseen hand? Most religions believe in them. The Bible talks about them. They are the daughters of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Urantia book says we can more easily accept angelic helpers because as people that possess spirit, it makes it easy for us to conceptualize them. Here are a few additional things the Urantia book wants us to know about angels that I thought are worth telling. From paper 13, the angels develop an abiding affection for their human associates, and you would, if you could, only visualize the seraphim, develop a warm affection for them. Divested of material bodies, given spirit forms, you would be very near the angels in many attributes of personality. They share most of your emotions and experience some additional ones. The only emotions actuating you which is somewhat difficult for them to comprehend is the legacy of animal fear that bulks so large in the mental life of the average inhabitant. The angels really find it hard to understand why you so persistently allow your higher intellectual powers, even your religious faith, to be so dominated by fear, so thoroughly demoralized by the thoughtless panic of dread and anxiety. From paper 113, all seraphim have individual names, but in the records of assignment to world service, they're frequently designated by their planetary numbers. The current planetary assignment number of this seraphim on Urantia and to this human subject is 3,641,852. So while you're digesting that kind of number, let us move to paper 13 where it says, Seraphim function as teachers of men by guiding the footsteps of the human personality into paths of new and progressive experiences. To accept the guidance of a seraphim rarely means attaining a life of ease. In following the leading you are sure to encounter, and if you have the courage to traverse the rugged hills of moral choosing and spiritual progress. Paper 113. The impulse of worship largely originates in the spirit promptings of the higher mind adjutants, reinforced by the leadings of the spirit ingester in your mind. But the urge to pray, so often experienced by God-conscious mortals, very often arises as the result of seraphic influence. The guarding seraphim is constantly manipulating the mortal environment for the purpose of augmenting the cosmic insight of the human ascender to the end that such a survival candidate might acquire enhanced realization of the presence of the indwelling adjuster spirit and thus be enabled to yield increased cooperation with the spiritual mission of the divine presence. And then there's this from the same paper. In the life of the flesh, the intelligence of angels is not directly available to mortal men. They are not overlords or directors. They are simply guardians. The seraphim guard you. They do not speak directly to influence you. You must chart your own course. But these angels then act to make the best possible use of the course you have chosen. 
And then there are the groups of various angels who work for our continued progress. For example, in paper 114, we learn about the epical angels. These are the angels of the current age, the dispensational group. These celestial ministers are entrusted with the oversight and direction of the affairs of each generation. There are the progress angels, seraphim who are entrusted with the task of initiating the evolutionary progress of the successive social ages. Then there are the religious guardians, the angels of the churches, the angels of nation life. These are the, quote, angels of the trumpets, directors of political performances of national life here on our world. Then there are the angels of the races, those who work for the conservation of the evolutionary races of time. The angels of the future, these are the projection angels who forecast a future age and plan for the realization of the better things of a new and advancing dispensation. The angels of enlightenment, the angels of health, seraphic ministers assigned to the assistance of mortals promoted and dedicated to the prevention of disease. The home seraphim, dedicated to preserving the home life, the basic institution of human civilization, and so much more. And then there's this gem from paper 8. As the sons of God are engaged in the gigantic task of revealing the Father's personality of love to a universe, so is the infinite spirit dedicated to the unending ministry of revealing the combined love of the Father and the Son to the individual minds of all the children of each universe. In these local creations, the spirit does not come down to the material races in the likeness of mortal flesh, as do certain of the sons of God. But the infinite spirit and his coordinate spirits do downstep themselves, do joyfully undergo an amazing series of divinity attenuations, until they appear as angels to stand by your side and guide you through the lowly paths of earthly existence. What a wonderful description. So that should give you a scope, a glimpse perhaps, of a very large concept, the narrative concerning our unseen friends, seraphic guardians of destiny. Is it any wonder they've been so much a part of our history? Until next time, this is Urantia Radio.